Guess who? Yes, Eugene and Andrea again. Hi, guys. Thanking you guys for joining us again uh, for this reading and commentary. Please take your time and go to webuildlegacy.com and download your copy of What's Black Love Got to Do With It? It's a free resource just for you, put together just for you. Just, just for you. <laughs> yes. Okay, listen. Today, this is one of my favorite. This is the well, this is where, you know, I in my own personal research, I started getting gaining freedom. Because well, I think one of the biggest things, and I won't start my commentary now, but I think one of the biggest struggles and the biggest things that they try to prevent us from doing is to see ourselves. Talk about it. And so this is all about looking for yourself in the story. I'm gonna hold the rest of my commentary to the end. This really speaks to me. So I hope it does something for you too. Look for yourself in the story. Before continuing, it is important that this statement is clearly stated. It is okay for African people, Black people, African Americans, diasporic Africans, and any other people of African descent to have a story that begins in Africa. What other ethnic group does not seek to see themselves in their history? There is sometimes hesitancy for people of African descent to embrace an African story, especially if they've already believed the miseducation that goes forth in much of society that suggests that there was no African civilization before Europeans arrived in Africa. When one looks beyond these shores, the evidence of contributions of all people groups, and specifically those from the African continent, are plenteous. While much has been destroyed through conquest and colonization, some artifacts and monuments still remain and allow contemporary scholars and explorers to weave together or more complete story of our complex histories. For those who find it challenging to accept the notion of being called African, consider that other people are often referenced by their ethnicity as American citizens. Asian Americans are still referred to as Asians, even though they may have never traveled there and have been in the United States for generations. The same could be said about Indian people from India, and so on. In every country that I've ever traveled, my ethnicity has been assumed to be African before any specific nationality. In my research, I share from an African context. This is similar to the way Western culture refers back to Greek, and Roman cultures, or even more recent European context as a foundation. 
I always resist those who would like to suggest that African-Americans have been orphaned and bastardized. We have a place of origin and our DNA has memory. Even though much has been lost and stolen, there are still remnants of our pre-colonial customs, behaviors, and beliefs that we should hold on to when we want to rebuild and remember who we are. We can reconnect. The story of the African in the Americas is so complex and rife with so much degradation that some still prefer to disassociate themselves from any aspect of being related to Africa. For some, it is because they may desire to focus more on the diversity of their backgrounds and not just the African part. I encourage you to embrace your African ancestry as well. Go back and consider the good the bad and the ugly of whatever ethnicities you have. If you're in the United States, unless your ancestors were native to this land, you are away from the pre-colonial home of your ancestors. What makes the experience different for those with African ancestry that came by way of the transatlantic slave trade is that language, cultures, traditions, and family lineage that would have been passed down generationally was lost, stolen, surrendered, and forgotten. As a result, many Black people embrace more of others' history than they do the greatness of their own. There's a saying, when in Rome, you know, do as the Romans do. There is a caveat for African-Americans, especially those that seek to do all that they are expected to do to achieve success in this country. While some of the adopted practices may ensure greater safety in hostile situations, other practices will mean greater detriment for African-Americans over time. This dynamic can be clearly seen with regards to gender roles as Black people seek to adopt power structures in various areas of their lives that have been shown to be unsustainable, undesirable, and oppressive, even in the lives of those who promote them. The Africans who were brought here against their wills were not monolithic. They were from hundreds of tribes and nations from various parts of Western and Central and Southern and all over Africa with different languages and customs. We, their descendants, not, are not a homogeneous group either. We have different experiences, exposure, expertise, education, and we come from different environments. We should expect that our romantic partnerships will also be diverse and unique to satisfy the unique needs and our unique needs and to work for our highest good. When I was growing up, people talked about the United States being a, a big melting pot. As I've grown older, I've leaned more towards calling it a chunky stew 
and at times a tossed salad. The nature of a country that is built around immigration and freedom presupposes a tolerance for differences in beliefs, cultures, and traditions. A melting pot gives the impression that individuality and cultural differences have blended and melted away. For many African Americans, nothing could be further from the truth. The history of Blacks in America is not the beginning of Black people in the world. And history shows the success of romantic partnerships among African people since antiquity. Most research and statistics about African Americans involve some type of pathology, something that suggests that we are inherently unfit for many tasks and that there is something innately dysfunctional or wrong with us as a group. Comparisons are made between white and black people in relationships as well. There's a quote that says, history is written by the victors. It would be unwise to base black people's beliefs about themselves and their history solely on the reports of those who have been walking in the role of the victor for the past few hundred years. The recorded history of mankind over thousands of years of recorded history is one of cycles, uprisings and defeats and dominating kingdoms from around the world. Every group of people has influenced the earth over that time. Wisdom would encourage us to celebrate the best of what those histories have to offer about people's cultures and give credit where credit is due. In the work that I do with birthing mothers through Sankofa Birth, I encourage women to reclaim their birthrights and reach back to embrace birth skills and knowledge that women before us practiced. These knowings allowed them to sustain themselves in a culture that did not allow them to have access to many modern resources and has sustained them from the beginning of time. Likewise, in our work with individual couples and families, my husband and I, Eugene, Eugene and I <laughs> encourage couples to reach back toward the strength of our ancestors. Black love existed before we arrived on these shores and it continues to exist. However, in order to experience it in its fullness, there may need to be a, a need to be, a, there may be a need to re-examine some of the beliefs and practices that some consider to be undebatable truths and consider whether what you currently do works towards your highest good. Ashe. Ashe. And Ashe. <laughs> Let me tell you guys something. You might think that you're going through a reading, but if you can actually dial in spiritually, what your ears and eyes are taking in at this particular moment is prophetic reading. I mean, this is really really good stuff and what comes to mind when i'm in when i'm um 
digesting this particular meal for a third, fourth, fifth, sixth time, isn't that I'm reminded, I think that was Malcolm X that said, you can't put kittens in the oven and think you're going to bring out biscuits. If you go in as an African, you're going to come out as an African. So let's stop trying to assimilate and really begin to take time out to uh, look at this thing for what it really, really is. What was the title of this particular? Look. I wouldn't, if it was my opportunity to title I this, I it wouldn't be look for yourself in this story. I wouldn't be more um, challenged to probably say you have the right, the responsibility to find yourself. Now, come on, guys. I can't act like I've been like this for the last 25, 26 years of blissful marriage. It's been a process for us. And because we've come to newer levels of looking for opportunities that serve our highest good, I am thankful through Dr. Mace's research and her thoughts of being within our relationships uncomfortable and trying to identify this cognitive dissonance and pressing through to find a cognitive justice is actually brought healing to our lives. And I'm thankful for you for mm -hmm. that. I appreciate you for that. And so uh, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and, and uh, dive in. Um, I mean, first of all, you know how to make a girl feel like really, really smart and stuff. <laughs> if I was doubting it today, I'm like, wow. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean it's, it, it is good. I mean, I'm listening to it and it sounded like you're reading from Holy Scripture. Like it's really prophetic. Um, this is an Africa. Hey guys, Africa is rising, and we, the sons and daughters of Africa, are rising, and we must take our place. But we cannot do that. There's a scripture in the Bible that talks about putting new new wine in old wine skins. It. it cannot expand. You need you need a fresh skin. You need a, a freshness. You talked about in the last video, the solitude, the quiet, you know, getting back, like getting to that quietness. We have to unpack. We have to be willing to deconstruct these things that have held us the way that they have. You know, it says right here on page 26 in the second paragraph. <laughs> I can't with you. What other ethnic group does not seek to see themselves in their history? There is sometimes hesitancy for people of African descent to embrace an African story, especially if they have believed the miseducation that goes forth in much of society that suggests that there was no African civilization before Europeans arrived in Listen, Africa. That's Where the did first, it come that's, from? That's the first note I wrote. Africa before Europeans is a thing. African greatness before Europeans is a thing. You cannot, uh, you cannot think that the only form of oppression is whatever you meet out in the streets. The first oppression came when they said, you know what, this is not your name. You ain't Kuta Kente no more, you, talk, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to go back to roots. Those first oppressions of, of making sure we didn't know 
our language, mixing us up. You're not going to use this language no more. And you're going to only language you're going to be able to connect with is English. That's the one or French or whatever other colonizer language that you can find on the continent of Africa. Y'all want to see Dr. Dula get excited? Watch this. How come as individuals do we look around us and are fed certain ideas and thoughts and then compare ourselves with models that are deficit. Listen, let me tell you something. That's part of the trick. Part of the trick is to set before you, first of all, someone else's model. That's number one. Teach. Okay. I say this all the time. This whole notion is like, okay, look, this is what a household or whatever it looks like. The woman is at home. The man is work, whatever. This is the whatever. So they start you off and they say, look, strive to do that. The man will work and earn all the money. The woman will be at home and take care of the children. Oh, well, wait a minute. Or she'll work and take care of children oh, oh, and oh, cook. Oh, oh, well, she gets to do that because we need to meet a quota. And the quota, we got to have a woman and we got to have some person of color. We need to hire some of these colors, these Negroes. Okay. And so got it. Let's just hire the black woman. We got woman, we got black too. So I'm not going to hire, we're not going to look for anything for the black man. Although we said you are insufficient because you cannot take care of your entire house. Why you start me today? Because that's not even what this is about. I told you I can get it. Okay? We have to deconstruct this thing and figure out what we need to do in order to win. Yes. There are systems set up in place to ensure that winning is not our, our the easiest thing for us. It is, yes, I'm grateful for everyone in every position. I always say what I heard a sister, a midwife say, she said, we need us everywhere. It was the first time I had heard it. I hear it all the time now, but I am one of those people. We need us everywhere. We need us in politics. We need us protesting. We need all of that. But I'm not everybody. And it's not all in me. So then I look and I say, where is my change? Where do I have the impact? The impact that I'm going to have is going to be when I'm looking right now, what I'm doing. I, I research. You know, I have figured out some things with my husband and verified them through research and dealt with families before. I know what I'll do. I'll write some curricula that can help black people. Or as my I have friends that say, black, 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 black. I have I have curricula that can help them. Yes. That I have curricula where our foundation will start on the continent and not here. This is my contribution, one of them. Just one contribution. Where is your contribution? What are you deconstructing? What are you doing to make sure that when we're talking about being free, when we're talking about all the things that we're going to do and, and we got to do this and we don't want to come together. Okay, fine. That's a whole nother thing about us all thinking and being a monolith. Remind me to say something about monolith in the next time. But what are you going to do? Because the way that the system is set up, you came into this thing in a deficit. The way this system is set up, you better have some kind of superpower. Some kind of superpower. In order to get around it. But we have within ourselves 
We have within ourselves, if we would dig back and send Kofa and reach back to move forward, we'll see ways that we can maneuver in this system. Ways that we can counteract these negative things coming to us, these deficits coming to us, holding mediocrity up and telling us you you're not this good. Are you kidding me? Holding a mediocre standard and saying, jump over that. And then we're like, oh, I got to be twice as good. We've been twice as good. Talk about it. The things they're measuring by are things that are intended to keep you in this spot over here. So it's in the so, book I'm on sorry. page 28 in the second paragraph. It says the Africans who were brought here against will, their wills were not monolithic. They were from hundreds of tribes and nations from various parts of Western Africa with different languages and customs. We, their descendants, are not a homogeneous group either. We have different experiences, exposures, expertise, and education, and come from different environments. We should expect that our romantic partnerships will also be diverse and unique to satisfy our unique needs and work for our highest good. How can there be over 2,000 languages still in Africa? And we think... When we the, the first thing we say, especially those in the diaspora, if we could just all come together. You know, they talk about the developed nature of different portions of Africa. But yet and still, when you go there and run into uh, young children of seven and 12 and 15 year old, these kids are speaking like five and six different languages. I taught fluently. Some, I taught to fluently from Senegal. Oh, is he? Were they from Senegal? I believe they were from Senegal. Those babies, I mean, they came here, could not speak English, learned English. I, I would just say to them, I say, you don't even understand. You, you write, you write, you write, you write, you write and speak in Arabic. Okay. You, you, you know, all of these different languages, you know, but the kids. You know your family legacy. You know your, you know family, your family name. Yes. You know your family name from way back over in ancient, there. In ancients. You say, that's one of my family names. You're a teenager. You know your family legacy because that's African. Let me explain something to you. Excellence is what we have always done. Teach. Okay. It's time for us to get back to that. It's time for us to get back to that. And get rid of the curse of comparison. And I like that you said that because it can help me calm down after you started me up. Didn't mean I'm for just, you to go yes, there, but after that prophetic read, we needed to. All I'm saying is this. When it comes to us thinking that in order for us to move forward, we all got to be the same. Whether you're talking about the way we the way we protest the thing, whether the way to whatever. I have a doctor. My husband has an MBA. OK. We're considered highly educated for black people. That does not take away from the one who did not graduate from high school. That is still my brother. That is still my sister. And they have something. You have something that I need. My grandmother didn't get past the sixth grade. I don't play them hierarchy games, okay? My grandmothers and, and were maids. I don't play hierarchy games. They were farmers. I don't play hierarchy games. They were made to be put into this earth to be respected as elders. No matter what majority 
culture does today with their elders, we have a responsibility to make sure that our culture, the ways that we value our elders and life in this earth moves forward with the correct type of energy. You and I have a responsibility. And like I share with my kids in our pre-apprenticeship workshop, Coach Green Gene, we want to make sure that you guys understand along with us that you are the answer. You're the answer. So I just want to say that. I think I said enough for now. I'll say this. My husband talks a lot about sustainable practices. Some people, when they say, look, we honor our elders in a certain way, we act as if somehow Black Americans over here never did. I'm sorry. We only on the second and third generation of not knowing how to honor our elders. We're only on the second and third generation of really acting like we're better than the other one. We used to understand when they didn't care and they would hang whoever up that they didn't see your degrees. And so I'm saying that to say, when we talk about a monolith and we talk about the way we have assimilated, understand this, what we call assimilation is really uh, integration is really assimilation. Integration, look the word up, we're smart people here, would mean a blending. It would mean that I could bring the practices of what I have and integrate them with you. That is not what happened. Those who do exceptionally well are usually those who are exceptionally good I'm get you. Hey, you speaking Listen, truth. Those are you talking you. about Asians, you're talking about different people who come from their culture and they bring everything. They bring that stuff. Here. You got Asian town, you got all these China different towns, town, Jewish Greek towns. Town. We up here in the Chicago area, so you got a town for everything up here. But we act like we don't have culture. We absolutely do. And it's up to us to preserve that. So where we're challenged and where things haven't been, I get it. I know we. some of us have gone so far away from things. It's like, look, I don't deal with family like that no more. I don't do, you know, I, my, you don't know what my mama did. I don't. But guess what? I guarantee you that whatever that legacy is that your mother left, that that's not the one that you want to continue on. Look here, if you're looking to have strong partnerships, relationships, courtships, any type of you want to excel and to 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 be your higher self your in your your highest good you owe it to yourself not just looking for yourself in this, in your story but finding yourself in the story yeah so important in order to work from a place a mindful place of why i mean there's so much that you can gather from life than a position power authority and money when you can come from a place that defines your why and your purpose in life. When you're thinking about the generations to come, what will you leave for the generations to come? Giving yourself a peace of mind, coming from a peace of mind. You're not chasing ideas and thoughts to 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 be the next rung in the ladder that's going to be in a place of hierarchy. Like like Dr. Mason was just talking about, we're not dealing with cases of you know who's up here and who's down here. What we are doing is we're analyzing our responsibility here in the earth to create a sustainable legacy for the next generation. Because what we're creating now is not sustainable. It is not. It's not sustainable. Just look around yourself. We want the best for you and your family. So please, you did such an amazing job. Please put your questions and your thoughts and your concerns in the comments below. Thank you. Make sure, yes, make sure that you visit 
uh, WeBuildLegacy.com to get yourself a copy of What's Black Love Got to Do With It? This is a free resource Absolutely. along with this commentary where we're asking you to engage with us in uh, having opportunity to dial back some op some things uh, and take care of, of, of getting rid of some of these dysfunctions and these cognitive dissonance and reevaluating our lives, taking inventory, moving some things aside so that we can, again, reach to a, a place of cognitive justice yeah. to get a peace of mind of who we are in this earth, whose we are in this earth, so that we're uh, valuing ourselves. And remember this, it's like we, we're talking about what's Black love got to do with it. Yes. We're starting here with Black love loving me, loving, loving the continent, loving, loving all of this. See the cloud coming from right here like this. I see. Yeah. I, I, I thought it was coming from, yeah. we're, we're talking about loving ourselves here, loving our history, loving our ancestry. Before you can start loving somebody else, how are you gonna love somebody else you don't love yourself? Woo! Can I do it? Just one more. Okay, all right, I think we can go now. See y'all. Next time. <laughs>